that biofeedback thing has me so total, to, totally relaxed. I'm not sure I can get through this. Can you smile? Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, boss, tell me, tell the nice people out there your name and what we're going to talk about Hello today. and welcome to Messages and Methods. I'm your host, Shelly Carney. Today, we'll be talking about the minimum live cast setup and how you can set up your own in-home studio for live streaming. Because who doesn't need live streaming? And I'm Toby Yunus. I'm the technical director. So if we have any um, faux pas today, it's my fault. All right. All that French stuff. All the French today. All the French. All the French stuff. Did you have French toast for it? I did. <laughs> I should have French fries for lunch then. <laughs> Here we go. If you are in your 50s or older, we've got something wonderful to share with you. Do you want to produce a live stream, podcast, and blog to quickly expand your brand and business? Or would you like to visit with us, tell us your story and share your message with the world? Experience Messages and Methods Livestream Podcast with Shelley Carney and Toby Yunus. Every week we come together to discuss topics related to Encore Entrepreneurs, content marketing, live streaming video, podcasting, and blogging. We share stories, experiences, and knowledge to help others in their journey to creating a highly visible online presence. Subscribe today and become a part of our treasured community. And have some French bread for dinner. And French bread, oh, right? French toast, <laughs> French fries, and French bread. It's a French day. Which is everything that nice lady said. That's what we're doing today. So, okay. uh, so let me start uh, today. Our presentation is the uh, episode three in a series of eleven episodes in which we teach you everything you need to know about becoming a proficient live stream marketing expert. Sure. You think? Or a live cast producer. Or a live cast producer. Yeah. So this is, <laughs> uh, this episode three is uh, the one in which we're going to tell you about what we think are the minimum requirements for a live cast studio setup. Uh, so that you're, it's it's what you're going to find is that you probably have a lot of these components and uh, already uh, available to you. Um, you're also going to find that you might have to make some uh, additional investment, but we've tried to minimize the amount of investment you might have to make. So I'm going to switch over to banners right now and make sure you guys get the lower banner. Uh, by the way, um, do I still have that banner? Uh, the super chat light is lit. So if you'd like to make a super chat to our little project here, uh, you can go down to the bottom of your chat window and click on the stylized but grayed out dollar sign and YouTube will very graciously walk you through the process of uh, making a super chat. All right. So uh, I'm going to go to the next slide and let Shelly take it from here. All right, Shelly. All right, today's agenda, we're talking about, again, the minimum setup for you to have an in-home studio where you can do your live streaming, podcasting, and blogging. And we are going to cover your internet connection, uh, your computer hardware, your studio, quote, unquote, studio equipment, uh, the applications you'll need, and what you want to save up for if, uh, if you don't have it yet, but you want to get it, things that you want to put on your list of things to save up. And uh, you're going to find, uh, as Shelly put the word studio in quotes, uh, we have a studio. We actually converted one of the rooms in my house into the studio that we're uh, streamcasting from right now. And you don't have to do that. We're not expecting that you're going to put the kind of time, money, and effort into making a dedicated studio. But you should have something that enables you to um, focus. There's a, a, I like the term that, Shelly used just a little while ago. There's some good biofeedback and positive energy that comes from being in a place, in a space, uh, in your home or office or a, a building that enables you to connect with uh, your listeners, your viewers. Uh, and that's your studio. And if that studio happens to be a desk with a 
uh, ring light on the other side of it, then that's your studio. But mm -hmm. you're connecting with people via that studio. So it should be a place of comfort uh, and relaxation and energization. Is that a word? Sure. Okay, we'll use that uh, for you because it is for us. We come into this room and like, it just energizes us. And I feel like a lot of people in our age group have a spare bedroom in their home. They may use it as a sewing room or uh, for exercise equipment, or they have something, a hobby or an office they set up in that extra bedroom. And what you can do is add on just a little bit and use that same room. So if it's a sewing room, for instance, you could put the sewing things on one side and you could do your live streaming on the other side of the room. So uh, consider having a room where you go in, things are uh, nice and neat and you turn on a few switches and you're ready to go. And that's, that's how it is for us. Mm -hmm. Literally, uh, we can turn on the lights and we're uh, open up uh, our copy of StreamYard, uh, the StreamYard application, we're ready to go. I do want to point out that down here in the corner, you'll see our uh, website, our email address, and our phone number. That phone number you can text or voicemail to. If we're in the studio, we can answer it. Um, but uh, if you need to get in touch with us, that's a good way to do it. All right. So let's start with the internet connection. The internet connection is important because if you're going to have problems uh, in communicating with your audience, uh, the internet is going to be the first place to look. It has to be, it doesn't have to be perfectly high performance, uh, but you do have to have a supplier that you can rely upon because there's nothing worse than finding out when you're about to start your live stream that you don't have internet access. We do not recommend using your smartphone in a selfie mode and using that to live stream too. As a matter of fact, YouTube actually requires that you have a thousand subscribers before they enable you to live stream through your phone. So you're going to use a, uh, a laptop or a desktop. Uh, we don't recommend using either a tablet or a smartphone. Now, there are ways to use your smartphone as a camera and input to your system so that you can use that simply as a camera tool. There's applications on that smartphone. Again, uh, we're going to make some recommendations here that are not contradictory to that, but are different and it's based uh, on our experience. We happen to use the Xfinity one gigabyte service. Now, I'm going to tell you the prices that we pay for all this, all each of these things, uh, because there is we've decided that it's important enough to us to make a uh, an investment. And the investment happens to be a monthly subscription. But for the amount of time and frustration it saves us, it's worth the investment. So for a one gigabyte, right, you've heard, uh, I think uh, CenturyLink has a 75 megabyte. So one gigabyte is 1,000 megabytes worth of throughput. We pay $99 a month. And I remember paying far more than that when we were still using those modems that had the buzzing sound at, you know, 9,600 baud. So uh, I feel like the $99 we pay every month for the Xfinity one gigabyte service is really good. Now, Xfinity is a Comcast cable. So our, our connection out of here is a cable connection, and that's why we can get this kind of performance. Not everybody can offer that level of performance, but you should find someone who you can, even if you have to pay, who can provide you that level of performance, even if you have to pay for it. The minimum requirements are uh, uh, three things, and I'm going to show you how to get that information. A 10 millisecond or less ping, a five megabyte minimum five megabyte uh, upload, and uh, a five megabyte download. Now, when it comes to live streaming, the download is almost unimportant because what we're doing right now is we're uploading. Now, here's what's great about using a product like StreamYard. The reason we could do this with five megabytes is we're uploading our uh, video, uh, our stream to StreamYard, and it's distributing it to eight different locations, five of them on Facebook, two of them on YouTube. We don't have to worry about that. They take that responsibility. So it works out very nicely. And that's why we could get away with a much lower uh, quality service, but this one works for us and we're very happy with it. Um, if you're unsure about the state of your internet service, go to speedtest.net and you will, uh, speedtest.net uh, will look at your internet service 
and uh, it will uh, open up a screen that just says there's a big circle in the middle and it says go. Click on that circle and it'll give you this data. Uh, and it also stores that data as a result. So every time you do that, it stores that with a number and you can look at your results. And you can use that as a way with talking, like every once in a while, I'll get a result like this. I'm paying for one gigabyte. I'm getting 472 megabytes. So I always give Xfinity a little call after that. And I say, I need you to reset my modem. Uh, because generally speaking, just resetting your modem does that. And that's a quick call your to their customer. Your router? Uh, my router. No, my modem. That that thing, oh, because it's, called it's a modem? well, it is it's a modem as well as a router, right? Mm. So the the signal, the initial signal, comes in through that. That makes it a modem, and then it distributes it to the rest of the house via Wi-Fi. So it's also a router. All right, uh, but the other thing that I've done is I connect my modem to my computer via an Ethernet cable, because there is nothing nothing faster. You don't if you can avoid it you want to connect to your modem via your ethernet port rather than using wireless because using wireless makes it even more unreliable when it comes to these things. So what you're seeing when you see 472 download is a cable connection as well as an ethernet connection between the modem, which is also a router and the computer. Also, I have a 41.89 upload. Now, you're going to find that none of these companies uh, guarantee upload speeds. Uh, but it, you, and, and as I said, uh, the uploads, uh, I'm sorry, uh, a 41.89 upload speed, uh, you don't need to worry about download. Download is almost irrelevant when it comes to live streaming. You need to worry about your upload speed. It should be a minimum of five megabytes. 41.89 is plenty. But again, most of the companies will guarantee a download speed because they're assuming you're going to downstream stuff. You're going to download your streaming stuff. They're not going to guarantee you a an ounce. They don't sell you upload speed. They sell you download speed. So make sure you have enough in your upload. If they sell you, you know, a 25 megabyte uh, uh, download speed and a, a three megabyte upload speed, that's not going to help you when it comes to live streaming. You are going to have problems or you're going to have to diminish the quality of your stream in order to get performance. So our stream is sent up in a full 1080, 1920 by 1080 stream. If uh, we have an option of downsizing that to 720, 1280 by 720, if we had to, if it wasn't working for us. But again, at the rate we have, we don't have any problems at all. So as I said, you can test that at speedtest.net. It's very helpful. Shelly? So yeah, it's just, uh, it's one of those things that you probably already have. You just want to double check that it has enough performance for you to be able to live stream without uh, glitching and uh, hanging up. And you may already know whether or not your internet is at at this performance level because you might be using Zoom and some people on Zoom end up having those those hangups and those glitches and and they can't they don't have enough power to have their screen on sometimes so uh, you may already kind of have an idea of where you're at with your internet uh, performance but the speedtest.net can just show you in numbers so that you can you know have that assurance and if you have a laptop, it is very likely that you keep that laptop mobile around your house by using uh, the wireless service that's provided in the laptops. It is rare anymore that a laptop comes uh, without a wireless card. So it's easy to use that to move around the house. But when you're sitting in your studio at the desktop, connected by yourself an Ethernet cable, you can get them at Home Depot and uh, Lowe's. They're the cable that looks like a telephone cable, but it's a little bit, it's one, two pins wider. Um, and connect with that Ethernet cable. So you're not using wireless to communicate when you're at your desk, you know, when you're in your, quote, studio, unquote, because that's going to give you the best for, uh, performance. Shelly? Next, you want to take a look at your computer hardware. Do you have a laptop or do you have a desktop computer? Uh, we like desktop because we leave it all set up in our office, in our studio, ready to go. And um, it has a higher performance. The desktop computer is going to cost you a lot less than a uh, the the laptop that would have the same performance 
values. So uh, we just prefer a desktop. Uh, but if you already have a laptop that you're really happy with and it's fairly new, you're probably going to be fine with that. Uh, you want a current version of your uh, either Windows or uh, Mac operating system. Uh, you need a minimum of 16 gigabytes of RAM. You want to have uh, audio input and output available to you on your hardware. And uh, I asked Toby, I was like, well, are, is there a place we can send them to quantify what kind of performance they're getting with their current machine so that they know uh, where they're at? So um, the reason we recommend the current version of Mac uh, or Windows uh, is that if, you, if you're running that, it is likely that you have a laptop with enough performance. Uh, and that's important. So if you're running Windows 7 or one of the older versions of Mac, you upgrade your laptop or your computer so that it accepts uh, the Windows because they'll, the, your laptop will tell you if you try and install Windows on it, it says this, this computer will not support Windows 10 uh, for a variety of reasons. The 16 gigabytes of RAM is helpful because when you're doing what we're doing, there's a lot happening in memory. Not only are we live streaming on Chrome, so Chrome takes up, I think there's, if I were to open Task Manager right now, there'd be 16 or 17 Chrome windows open before it gets to anything else. Plus the stream uses graphics information. So it helps if you have a graphics card in your laptop or your desktop, uh, because it uses a lot of different uh, parts of your computer in order to do that live stream. Uh, you can get that update uh, or you can run a test uh, online at uh, cpux.net. Uh, the test takes about five minutes. And the fun part is to listen to your fan uh, go progressively faster till it sounds like your computer is going to explode on you. Uh, it's not. Uh, but it's pushing the performance thing. So what you're looking for is the number of threads right here. You'll see that we have 32 threads, We've, and they max them out. If you have eight threads, that's going to be less efficient. So you want a minimum of eight. Four is probably four is probably not going to be enough. You want a minimum number of eight, and it depends on the processor that you have. Don't worry about the processor. Just look at these numbers. So you want a minimum of eight and anything above that. Now we happen to have 32, but I know there are workstations with 64 threads at the support. Uh, the speed will tell you, now this is not gonna make a lot of sense to you, but that's the processor speed. It's 335 Hertz per second. Uh, and that tells you how fast the processor is running. Uh, and then there's a set of points here. Now this point, these set of points will all go all the way around the label. It gave us 112,000. Uh, if you're, below, say, the second uh, or third, um, what do they call these points? No, what's the word? There's a word for that. Uh, then you're going <laughs> to need know. another computer. You're going to need another laptop. Just remember that because not of any of this is going to make sense. And it's going to rank you in terms of the 185,000 times they've run this test. We came out uh, 21,130 of 185,000. So we're effectively in the top 10% or so. I could do that calculation in terms of uh, performance ranking. So that's that's pretty good. We want to be there. If you're 50% or below, if you fall that, you should consider getting a new uh, uh, laptop or a desktop. Okay. So ranking is the one that tells you like, eh, have I got a good computer or bad computer? We're in the top 10%. That's a pretty good computer. We're happy with it. And, and what's interesting is although we're running Windows 10, this computer is probably four years old now. Uh, and every time I do this, I look at Shelly and say, let's go buy another computer. Like, but it does. <laughs> uh, but it it works, right? Yeah. It does what it's supposed to. So we're That's very right. happy with it. That's right. So the studio, here we're going to do with the studio. And what we're going to talk about in order of appearance is uh, what your studio location should be, should look like, your camera, uh, recommended camera. This is what we recommend, your lighting and your headphones with microphone. Now, I used to call this a headset, but it confused people because they just envisioned that it was that part, a headset. Uh, we we rec highly recommend that you use a headset with a microphone it keeps your hands free. 
and the microphone's always in front of you. So if I turn to talk to Shelly, I'm not looking away from the microphone. Uh, and also this microphone uh, is designed, this particular headset is made by Audio-Technica uh, and it's designed to be used by sports broadcasters. So that when they're in a, an auditorium or at a football stadium, uh, the background noise, it picks up our, our voices. You can hear if we were in a stadium or a trade show, for example, you'd hear a little tiny bit of uh, background noise, but not enough uh, to be disturbing. Shelton, did you want to add anything to that? Uh, no, I, we'll just get we'll get into each one of those uh, one at a time to to expand on them. Um, but uh, if you do have any questions, please make sure you put them in the chat so that we can answer them during our live stream. Yeah, and you had a thing to show. Um, uh, I had a thing to show. Yeah, a video. Oh, I'm show a video. Thank you for point. reminding me. Yeah. Here's our Mitch show uh, commercial. That's what it is. <laughs> Stay tuned. Have you ever had a fantastic idea for a Facebook group, YouTube channel, podcast, online course, workshop, or an entire business, but gave up on it because of the online technology involved in making it happen? Or have you started the process only to find it requires an incredible amount of time, effort, and expense to create valuable digital content? Investing in this kind of social media content creation often means you use up all your resources wrangling technology instead of working with clients or sharing your message. Hi, I'm Shelley Carney with AGK Media Studio your online solution to live streaming or recording video and audio presentations. The AGK Media Studio can put you in front of your audience immediately and eliminate the confusion and frustration of every erratic social media platform and unpredictable software integration. When you produce your videos with AGK Media Studio, you're the expert producer and we're your crew. We're here to support you and handle all the tech so you can focus on your topic and your audience. With our streamlined process, there's no editing necessary and your videos are ready as soon as you finish your presentation. Working with us means you can produce consistent, high quality, live, interactive online videos now, today. We take care of the tech with our VIP service and give you a professional look that inspires admiration and respect. It starts with preparation. We will validate and certify your home office and branding for professional video best practices. Next is the production phase, where we record your presentation while embedding your branding and music into your video for a polished finish. Then, when you finish recording, you'll immediately receive video and audio files ready to upload to your channel or online teaching platform. What would it mean for your business if you could complete and upload all the video materials you need in just a few hours? Schedule a consultation call with AGK Media Studio today and let's start live streaming or recording your video tomorrow. So that was really interesting because we were just talking about that. So uh, we've never had that experience before. There's uh, only one thing that we've changed. We've moved from streaming. Yeah, we moved from streaming at seven o'clock tonight at night to one o'clock in the afternoon, where traffic is higher. Mm -hmm. So what I have to do now is I have to go run those tests that you just saw the speed test net and see whether or or not. Uh, we're impacting the internet and how we're performing against the internet at um, one in the afternoon. At one in the afternoon versus the seven o'clock at night. So that's right. really uh, interesting. I have a usually have one that I play uh, when we outro, but I don't think I'm going to do that today. I'm just not going to. Uh, I'm going to go with the outro, the street to the uh, outro rather than the promo, promo. All right. Well, okay. don't forget the podcast. All right, so let's talk about location. Again, we spoke about how uh, people in our age group very often have that extra bedroom. And if you can uh, wrangle that extra bedroom, at least one wall of that extra bedroom, and create an office for yourself so that you have a quiet space with a door that you can shut to keep out pets or grandkids or uh, spouses who are 
you know, listening to loud music or whatever's going on in your house, uh, that, that can be very helpful for you. And then you don't have to stress about uh, having a quiet space. You want to minimize your window lighting. That means have uh, blinds and and or drapes across your windows so that the light isn't changing as the sun moves across the sky. You want to avoid backlighting so that uh, you don't have more light behind you than you have in front of you because then you just turn into a silhouette and people can't see your face. You want an uncluttered space so that when you walk in, you feel ready to uh, get to work to create a presentation and uh, you don't have this, ah, I got to clean that up kind of a feeling when you walk in. Unobtrusive background. Uh, it's, it's, you just want something clean and neat and it doesn't matter other than that what's behind you. A lot of times people want to put up something that's uniquely them or they might want to put up uh, some signage if they have signage, if they're used to going to trade shows and that sort of thing and they have a sign for their business, they might want to put that up in the background. Uh, large enough desk so that you have space for everything so you're not worried about things falling off the edge in the middle of, you know, when you're gesturing and whatnot. And a comfortable quiet chair because you may be sitting there all day sometimes and you want something that's going to be comfortable for you uh, for a long period of time. Why, why quiet? Explain to the folks. Well... And, and and you have to train yourself not to sit there and wiggle and squeak your chair and move about because that can be very distracting for your um, audience. We had a meeting with a client once, and it's been a while since this happened. And uh, I don't know what chair they were using, but it was must have been a World War II vintage <laughs> because every time he moved, it would squeak in some way or the other. And it was very distracting. And I finally uh, asked him, suggested, made the recommendation that if this was going to be the studio that he was going to be using for his uh, for his clients, that either change the chair or give it a WD-40 mm. overhaul. <laughs> uh, so a couple of things. The reason we want to minimize window lighting, and we have a big window in this room that's over on that wall. It covers probably... 60% of the wall. As most bedrooms do. As most bedrooms do. Uh, and uh, it has Venetian blinds. And then I have some uh, black, what they call light-proof curtains. You don't have to order them. You can buy them at Walmart. Uh, but they're also soundproof. And the reason we want that window lighting is window light, sunlight, daylight is uh, very high Kelvin number. It's 5,600 Kelvin. So it's blue. And almost everything in your house, whether you're using like we do the uh, CFLs or incandescent or LEDs, is a much warmer color. So if you have lighting in front of you that's any of the, the above, CFL, uh, LED, or uh, tungsten, or incandescent, uh, you're going to have that light on one side of your face, and then you're going to have the blue coming in from the window on the other side of your face. And it, literally, when you see it, it's very... And the thing about cameras nowadays is they... Uh, they try to correct for white balance and they can't correct it when you have two different uh, Kelvin light colors coming in. And it's very subtle, but it's very noticeable once uh, someone is sitting there. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out was uh, the large enough desk. I am, as Shelley will tell you, a big fan of horizontal surfaces like the more that I have. I don't know any man who isn't. Okay, well. Uh, <laughs> Coming into the house so and just dropping everything on This there. is one. And uh, we have a lot of equipment on this table, including a digital uh, audio mixer, the keyboard, two telephones, uh, our notebooks, a mouse and um, mouse pad, etc. So you need that kind of space just so you can get around. Now, if all you're using is your laptop, you don't need all of that. But make sure it's a clean, uncluttered space and kind of the bottom line is that you, you feel like you're going into your studio, right? because that's kind of the, the part of the feedback that you want to give yourself. Like I'm in my studio now, I'm going to start live streaming now and I want to make this as good a live stream as possible. Let's see. We have, Oh, we got a bunch of questions. Oh, it's pirate. Hey pirate. Thank you. So pirate, we're going to have to get rid of you. Yes, we do read chats. Uh, when we get them as long as they are on topic. As you can see, pirates were not on topic, so he's gone now. Bye, pirate. Thanks for joining. <laughs> Next slide. Next slide. So um, most laptops uh, come with the camera right at the top of the laptop. They are A, not very good cameras, and B, 
they are always in the wrong position, meaning that they are lower than your eye level. So we always recommend, even if you have one on your laptop, getting a good webcam, uh, you, you can, if you want, use some tools that enable you to use your DSLR or something like that. But today's webcams produce a very good image at 1920, full HD, 1920 by 1080. That's what we're using now. The model that we're using right now is the Logitech C25. I think they, I, I'm sorry, 925. It runs about 80 bucks. The 920, which is almost as good, runs around 60 bucks now. It's actually the last year's model, but either will work. Um, now, they all come with an app. Uh, and that app, you want to use that app not only to set it up so it's the right white balance, et cetera, et cetera, because it pretty much locks in. But these uh, uh, webcams now come with microphones on the front of them. You can see them right here. Those are actually microphones. And if you don't turn them off, uh, your sound card is going to recognize them. So it's going to turn off your headset microphone and use those microphones. And that's where you get that hollow sound that, you, that none of us like. So make sure you use your app or your uh, system's sound uh, card, uh, not sound card, but sound control panel to turn the microphone, excuse me, the microphones off uh, on your Logitech or your uh, webcam. Uh, and then... Uh, use a tool. Now, sometimes it's a, a, a desktop tripod, a desktop size tripod. Make sure it's at eye level. You can see that our camera is at eye level. So we're looking directly into the camera and we're not doing this. I always tell when somebody's using a laptop because they have to turn their head downward to look at the laptop, the camera on the laptop, which is at the top of their screen. So that's what you want to avoid. You want to get as much engagement as possible by communicating with your eyes, engaging with your eyes, and you want your camera at eye level behind your laptop. Shelly? If you already have a laptop and you love using the laptop camera, uh, we do suggest that if you want to do that, use a riser, put something underneath it. It could be a box or books or something specifically made as a riser for your laptop to raise that camera up to your eye level and then make sure that you adjust the uh, lid of the laptop so that the camera uh, is focused on your face and your chin is in the, you know, the top third or the top, top it half. should be right here in the, the top half. Yeah. Uh, in, and you shouldn't have too much headspace. Yeah. Uh, when you, if you're going to use it that way. Right. Uh, so we were in a zoom meeting uh, this morning and one of the people that was in the Zoom call looked like this. I'm going to just show it, and then I'll get back up. <laughs> they look like that. Uh, and it's like they were scrunched down. In one case, he leaned over, and actually all we could see was the top of his head. So that's not what you want to do. You want to be uh, not only high enough in your chair, but in relation to your camera, so your chin is above the center line. Uh, that that lets people feel like they're communicating with something, uh, someone other than a very small chimpanzee. And something that I also learned um, by listening to a podcast uh, this past week is you don't want to be too close to your camera uh, and, and be right in people's faces because they can become uncomfortable, even unconsciously. If you start off your uh, presentation and you're very close to the camera, it may feel like, hey, you're in my personal space. You need to back up. And they may leave your presentation because they're feeling uncomfortable about that. So make sure that you're back far enough that it, you're at a social distance. You right. know, you're um, three to five feet away from your camera so that you have that, that extra um, social distancing that people have come to uh, and, uh, understand and appreciate. And as you can see in our image, we're giving you the equivalent of what is a little more than a head and shoulder shot. So it's not just our, my big head, Shelly has a cute little head, but my big head uh, in the camera <laughs> frightening you uh, away. Shelly? Uh, lighting. Now, there are many ways to go with lighting, but we think it's fun to start off with the ring light for several reasons. One, it's easy to set up. Uh, you simply order something from Amazon. It comes and you just boop and plug it in and there it is and it's ready to go. It provides an even flattering light for you and uh, it's inexpensive and it's portable. So if you grow out of it, 
you can still use it later if you you know need something as a backup mm -hmm. and it, it comes uh with a with a bulb that has a long life and runs cool so you're not adding additional heat to your studio now this particular light actually comes with uh led lights that are filterable so you can set it for daylight 5600k room light which is 4400k so you can adjust that to, to give you the whatever warmth you like um and they're also adjustable for brightness and dimness so you can actually set it up and you'll see this little device right here uh that's a camera control but there's also a wireless remote for the light itself so you can using the wireless remote you can adjust both the um, white balance as well as the brightness of the light. You don't have to be on top of it. The last thing that uh, we recommend is that if, so generally speaking, these lights are designed for people like this who are putting their uh, cell phone in the center mounted and they come with a center mounts and are speaking directly to their cell phone. And they don't mind the fact that the uh, ring light uh, is going to show up as a circle in their eyes. That seems to be, be acceptable for, uh, you know, social media influencers. They're okay with that. It's different when you wear glasses uh, because if you like Shelly and I, we both have glasses that are um, anti-reflective. Uh, but when we put that ring light right in front of us, there's a big circle in each of our eyeglasses. So what we recommend is raising the light up enough so that when you're looking at the camera, the ring light, and it's okay because it's normal lighting, basically. That's why people judge lighting by how they see you in sunlight. That's, that's kind of the model. Uh, but raise it high enough so it's not reflecting directly into your glasses and then tilt it downwards just a little bit. These ring lights are so efficient and uh, so uh, diffuse, diffuse, that uh, you can put them up uh, above the camera and actually get a really good uh, lighting on yourself and avoid that ring light if you happen to be wearing glasses. If you're not wearing glasses, it, it does show the ring in your eyes, but when you're sitting back as far as we are right now, for example, nobody's gonna notice it. And again, whoops, went to, uh, back one. And again, uh, they're very inexpensive, so. Shelly? All right. These are the headphones that we recommend. Uh, they're called One Audio A71, and they're really versatile because you can uh, add the microphone, take the microphone away. You can uh, plug it into a variety of uh, inlets. Uh, so we really like it. I have one at home that I use, and you can also use it with your phone. So if for instance, you're listening to Clubhouse or music or a podcast or whatever, uh, you can use that headset as well. And it's it's super convenient because it is so versatile. And it's very inexpensive. When we compare the price of the One Audio A71 to what we're wearing here, these are, these are $200 headsets. Uh, and the One Audio, I think, comes in at around 40 bucks. I may be off by that. That's 30. Is it? Yeah. Um, but as Shelly said, it's very versatile in the sense that not only can you use it as a headset only, you can use it as a headset on different devices. So it comes with uh, a variety of plugs on each side. You'll see one right here. This is a quarter inch phono plug right there. That's a one eighth inch stereo phono plug right there. So if you have a one eighth inch plug going to a quarter inch or vice versa, you can use it in a variety of ways on uh, on that device. In addition to that, uh, if you're like us and you use iPhones, you can get an iPhone adapter for this right here, for this, uh, for this uh, TRRS plug. And it works with your iPhone, not only for listening to music, uh, but for, uh, you can make phone calls. This is part of that cable. This is a microphone adjustum, adjustment. You can make two adjustments on the microphone. One is basically, uh, on or off, mute or not mute, and the other is the uh, volume. So it's one of the best that we found for the price. The microphone is really very good. It's not as good as this, but it is very good. And um, and it's probably, uh, I would say, it's the one we recommend. That's how we feel about it. How's that? That's right. Let's talk about applications. Um, was it my turn? <laughs> I may have jumped Yeah, ahead. yeah, you go ahead. I'm just kind of, because I'm following up. These are the minimum. These are the minimum that we recommend for applications. Uh, to have a Gmail account. We talked about this last week. Gmail, once you have Gmail, 
it opens up a whole world of possibilities for you with uh, other applications that come along with Gmail that make your life easier. Um, then there's a YouTube account, which one of the things that comes along with Gmail is your YouTube account. And that's going to be where we recommend you do your live streaming mainly. And that's because YouTube is the number two search engine and Google is number one and Google owns YouTube and it, they work together in concert to give you the highest SEO possible for your live stream videos. Uh, we recommend Snappa. A lot of people like Canva. If you're already using Canva and you're used to it, that's great. But if you have not ever used Canva or you don't have a favorite uh, graphics program where you're going to be creating your social media graphics and your uh, YouTube thumbnails and, uh, you know, uh, those cool little things that you want to create with a picture and words that you want to stick on social media so people know what's going on in an instant because they see the picture, they see uh, what you got going on. Snappa is our favorite for that. Um, and then we use StreamYard for streaming. StreamYard is the product that we have come to love because it has the fewest problems. It uh, has the fewest glitches of any product that we've ever used for live streaming. Uh, someday it may not always be that way, but we think uh, the people who created StreamYard were that was their number one goal was to make it as glitch free as humanly possible. So a uh, couple of things. Uh, these are all, there are all free versions. Gmail of course is free. Your YouTube account because you have Gmail is free. You can get a free version of your Snappa account um, that has limitations as all free versions do, but it'll give you an idea. You can use it enough to decide, well, this is a really, uh, cool tool that's very usable. And the same with StreamYard. We have the uh, $40 a month subscription, $39 a month subscription. Uh, but but we use almost all of what that subscription offers, but there is a free version. And you can get a, up to 20 hours of live streaming every month uh, with the free version. So, uh, you know, if you want to just try them out, a good way to do it is, is uh, start with a free version then go to the monthly subscription. So if as you use more of their capabilities, you can find out whether or not they're useful to you. And then eventually you can save money by going to the annual subscription. Now, the point that Shelly made when we got to StreamYard, we literally since uh, 2014 have attempted every possible variation of streaming tool. Uh, trying to find one that we were happy with. We've used the online apps like um, like Melon and Restream, and we use the desktop apps, apps like OBS and OBS um, Studio. So um, all of them require a certain amount of technical expertise. When we got to StreamYard, we found out not only was it the most capable uh, and most efficient, but it had all the features, you know, you find one product like Restream IO, and it had these great uh, distribution features. You could dis distribute to a, a variety of platforms, but it didn't have the branding features. So StreamYard has all the distribution features. You can distribute to up to eight different platforms at one time, uh, but it has all the branding features. So when you see this background, for example, or, our, oh, you can't see that. Uh, on our screen, if you look at the background and the logo and the uh, the banner at the bottom, the scrolling banner at the bottom, all of those are branding features that come with it. Um, so we came to StreamYard after a long and I'm not going to call it harrowing, a long and a long winding, winding road, road. <laughs> of, uh, of applications for streaming. And that's where we ended up. Now, as Shelly also said, there may be a time in the future where something comes along and we go, oh, okay. Because we don't mind jumping uh, if it's in our best interest to do so. But we've been using StreamYard now for what? Uh, since March. Yeah, March, April, May, June, July, August, six, six months, seven months. Um, and we haven't seen anything come online that would cause us to say, eh, well, let's go there. Plus, StreamYard gives you the ability to stream with a multi-stream to more than one YouTube account, more than one Facebook page. Right. You can go into Facebook groups, pages, 
Uh, you can go on your personal profile all at the same time. It's going to save you time and headaches. Uh, I'm hoping that some days they come up with something that streams to Instagram as well, but mm-hmm. Instagram is being a little stubborn about that. Right, that's and, Instagram. <laughs> right, that's yeah, nice. that's that's the Instagram interface, and Facebook already owns Instagram, so maybe they just want to keep that separate. I don't know, but that multi-streaming ability is so so helpful uh, that you can go to you know two or three different places on Facebook where most of the streaming apps that we've tried don't, don't allow do you to do that. As a matter of fact, they get sticky wicked because they say if you want another Facebook account, you have to upgrade your yeah. subscription. Yeah. So right now we're being distributed to five Facebook uh, accounts, five Facebook pages and two YouTube channels. Uh, you can do, you can have as many, you can have as many linkages as you want. There's no limitation to the number of linkages, but you can stream even in, in the professional version up to eight uh, platforms at once. And even if those platforms are the same, like I said, for right now we're on fa- five Facebook pages and two uh, YouTube pages. Shelly? So those are the minimums that you want to consider Uh, putting together to create your in-home studio. Then what do you want to save up for? Here are some nice to have things that we use, that we recommend, and that, uh, you know, are definitely worth saving up for. And they aren't, except for the roadcaster, they aren't expensive items even. Uh, So let's talk about those. All right. So the first thing that we're going to recommend, whether you're using a laptop or a desktop, the desktop probably already has a monitor with it, get a second monitor. And the reason is for doing what we're doing right now, which is a presentation on this monitor and our uh, a technical direction on this monitor, it gives me the ability to kind of move back and forth. And you can do that on yours. You're going to find out that the laptop screen is so small, I, even if you have a 16 or 17 inch screen, in comparison to what you need to do, it's actually inhibiting. You 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 get frustrated with it. So the laptop, uh, I pretty much guarantee you that your current laptop has an HDMI out port or a um, what's the other model? DVI uh, digital display port. Display port. Either one of those will connect to another monitor. So get yourself, and we get back to the problem of uh, of horizontal surface, of uh, acreage. Uh, It would be a good idea to have a second monitor so that you can go back and forth between the two. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for example, if I was using a laptop right now, I'd have the presentation on one and have the uh, technical director, uh, StreamYard, on the larger of the two monitors. And if you're like me, you may even have a monitor sitting around that, you know, you used to use and you haven't used it in years. Yeah. Pull it out, plug it in, see if it works. And uh, the, the second monitor that I have on my desk is probably, I don't know, eight, at least eight years old. Yeah, the and monitor. it works just fine. Right. The monitor, as long as it has a uh, current uh, input port, so HDMI or display port, uh, and make sure you check it before you start buying cables because they're very different. It looks, the display port looks like it's HDMI, but it has a little jiggy on the end of it that uh, that requires the DVI port. So you may even have a situation, I don't think it is on here, but you may go HDMI from your computer to DVI on the monitor. We have uh, two 27 inch monitors in here, right in front of us, one there and uh, one here. And I think we paid 130 bucks for each. So it wasn't a big investment. And um, uh, we do have a, another monitor that we can put up. It's actually a touchscreen monitor uh, if we need it when we need it for presentations. Well, Toby like has them on a, what do you call that thing? Uh, I don't know, a desk mount. I mean, it's yeah. a serious desk mount. But... Yeah, it's a desk mount and uh, it holds two monitors. Mine are just on their, you know, on their, on their stands on my desk. So it takes up a little bit more room, but my desk is wider, wider than this than one. this, yeah. Yeah, these monitors are sitting on a desk mount with arms that swivel and move and raise and lower. Um, so again, uh, we're not expecting that you do that. This is our studio. But and, it's something to consider and think about. Yeah. yeah. And we decided to make the investment necessary to really make it a studio. This room literally has no other purpose uh, than for this. It's closed otherwise. But 
uh, I get to show it off every time I have a party, which I love doing. <laughs> then we have lighting. Now, uh, some people are unable to hang lights on their wall for whatever reason. Um, but if you are able to hang these lights, they're only, it's only about $30 for the lamps, the two lamps, and then an um, additional $30 for the bulbs. Is that correct? Yeah, the two lamps are uh, 30 and the two bulbs are 30. So it's, I think I, I it came out to like $72 total with tax mm -hmm. tags. And, and you don't have to wire them into your, uh, into, you know, hardwire them into the wall. All you have to do is hang them and then plug them in. Uh, so you may want a nice long uh, power, power strip, strip to, to plug in everything that you're going to be putting into your studio. Um, but these particular lights that we use, they're mounted, they're easy. We flip them on when we come in, we flip them off when we leave, and uh, we don't have to move them once they're up, they're up. So I, we highly recommend having wall-mounted lighting for that reason. And these particular bulbs are called compact fluorescent light bulbs. They're made for video production. You can buy them on Amazon, and I'll show you in just a minute where you can get all of this stuff. Uh, we don't use... Uh, soft boxes. We don't use anything. It's soft lighting. The only reflectivity comes from the kind of off-white wall behind it. But because we've put up two lamps at 45-degree angle from each other, from us, and a 45-degree height, it gives us what most people would call flat lighting. But flat lighting is what you want uh, in your studio. And again, it's not hundreds of dollars of an installation time of soft boxes, things like that. It's just two light bulbs. And you don't two... have a lot of shadow or anything right. like that. No. And you guys can see how good the lighting is. And it's uh, very simple. Uh, it's the next step up. And I mean, this is titled what to save for. It's the step up from the ring light uh, because it just makes it so easy. And they're up on the walls. Shelly gave you all the reasons why. Shelly? Oh, uh, well, I'm not going to talk about the digital audio mixer because that's your deal. Uh, you don't have, again, you don't have to have a digital audio mixer to get started. Um, our, a lot of our clients, they don't use a, a mixer at all. It is a thing to save up for. Okay. So here's what I'll say about the digital audio, audio mixer. The one that you see in the picture there is the Rode, um, Rodecaster Pro. Uh, it is relatively expensive in comparison to analog audio mixers. You can buy a Behringer audio mixer for a couple hundred bucks. If then that's a, the big one, you can get a small one for eighty to hundred bucks. Uh, but they're analog and they don't have quite the capabilities of digital. The reason uh, the the road, and I'll tell you the price. It's uh, five ninety nine. Is that right? Five ninety. Yeah, six hundred bucks. Uh, but we've had it for three years and because it is digital, because it has a microprocessor inside, it's constantly being upgraded. Uh, and the way they make upgrades is they send out a software update and we get new capabilities. Um, so for example, these buttons here are, uh, they're called the soundboard and these are sound pads. We used to have eight of them. Now they've given the ability to have eight, eight times eight. We can have up to 64 of these sound pans, pads as we transition from one show to the next, et cetera. And you can put anything. Now, this is a music sound pad right now. So I've got. So I've got the music for all our different shows starting off there. I can go to the previous pad. That pad happens to be uh, sound effects, everything from wah, wah, wah to whatever. Um, but I can do that in the middle of the show. So I can go up to eight times eight worth of sound pads. Uh, the other thing it does is it has four microphone inputs and four microphone outputs. So we can have up to two guests. It has Bluetooth connect connection to your phone. So if I have my phone in here and I want to take calls, it'll connect to my phone and I don't have to put my phone to my head. I just use what I'm doing. So if you want to talk, talk, digital audio mixers, I'd be happy to spend some time with you because this, again, we've had this, I, I bought it when it first came out. Uh, so it's been three and a half, maybe four years. About two months ago, we realized that channel three had dropped, meaning we didn't have control over the third of four channels. So uh, I called them, asked them, it was, it was not, it was out of warranty, basically. Uh, and I said, what to do? Ask them what to do. They said, send it in. We'll look at it and decide what to do then. I said, will you call me before you do anything so I can get how much it's going to cost me? I never heard from them. I got an email saying, your roadcaster is on your way back. And I called them. The person that I've been dealing with was Alex. 
And he said, uh, no, there's no charge. We just decided to give you a new one. So that's, that is my experience with Rode, uh, is that their customer support is amazing. So we have a brand new one. Now, a lot of the features are software. It's a, pretty much the same package, but it has all these software improvements that we had on the other until we lost channel three. Now we have all the channels plus all the software upgrades as done by them in a brand new box. Yay, I get to open toys. Uh, there are options for you. Uh, uh, Zoom, another major audio manufacturer, has the Zoom PodTrack P8. It looks a lot and acts a lot like the Rodecaster, um, and it's about $150 cheaper. Uh, the only thing that I didn't like about the Zoom is it has its inputs along the top here. And so all the cables come out, uh, input on the top, and it gets, you know, What's the right word? Cluttered. Less, less neat. Yeah, it's less neat. Cluttered. Uh, for the Roadcaster, all the inputs and outputs are on the back. So uh, that's a nice one. I do not own the Zoom PodTrack P8. I have tried it out uh, at a recent uh, trade show. I do have the Zoom PodTrack P4, which I don't have a picture of. I'll show you one here in a minute. It is a portable version. It's about that big. It has four inputs four microphone inputs. It also has a Bluetooth phone input and it has a USB input output. You can connect it to your computer and it can act like a mixer. It's that big. And uh, if you buy the P4 and the Bluetooth adapter, it's 250 bucks. The P4 is 200 and the, the Bluetooth adapter is 50. And the great thing about that is it's battery operated. You, you can actually operate it on a USB port, but it's battery operated. So it's portable. Shelly and I are going to a conference in Phoenix uh, in o October. And we're going to take that with us because we want to do some interviews with the, with the uh, folks that are going to be at that conference. Um, so now that's the cool thing about it. will be recorded, not live streamed. Right. Yeah, those will be recorded. I don't think I have it in here. Mm -mm. I don't. Mm -mm. It's in my case outside. Mm -hmm. So it's in the in the storage unit outside. So um, so those are your options when it comes to uh, uh, digital audio mixers. Shelly, you want to take on the second? As camera? you can see, there's the green wall. Picture of the green wall there. Uh, that's what's behind us. It, this is not actually our, our gorgeous living room. It's a green screen wall. We painted it this color, Hollywood green or chroma key green so that we uh, could easily uh, use the green screen feature that's available in StreamYard and some other products. But uh, StreamYard does a really great job using the green screen. So we're very happy with our green wall. And that's something that you can save up for and do if you have a wall behind you that's uh, not very far from you and you have the lighting for it. Right. So talk about that. So there's a couple of things that one of, I've, I've been doing green screen um, studio work for decades, I guess. Uh, and one of the things that I learned is you have to light the green screen separately from your lighting. So we've got our lighting up there, but right over our heads, there's lighting for the green screen. It's the same set of bulbs, except this time there are um, uh, half, what what would I call Deflector? that? Reflector reflectors around it that I had my son made from polished tin. Uh, and they're reflecting their light right back onto the green screen without putting additional light on us. Um, so uh, again, it did cost, um, it did cost me uh, a little bit to have them put in because uh, the room light is right above our heads. So I changed that to uh, compact fluorescence so it matches the lighting and then I had a uh, an electrician come in and he charged me 150 bucks I think for putting in the new two new um, sockets and they screw right into those sockets and then my son made the, the uh, reflectors for me so there is some investment but for the most part most of these products like zoom like re, uh, like restream like streamyard uh, will give you green screen with a good wall and reasonable lighting so you don't have to go through the trouble it helps if you light it separately now shelly did mention that we did paint our wall with chroma key green but there are lots of products out there that enable you to buy a what is referred to as a pop-up green screen and we have used those in the past so that you can put it directly behind you and it's big enough to give you the green screen effect so Green screens are funny because um, 
uh, I was watching, we had a, we had a zoom meeting, as I said, uh, we were doing a presentation in zoom for a friend of ours, uh, this morning and several of the people were using the zoom green screen feature mm. and it's just, it just doesn't make it without the additional lighting and a green screen. So it tries to do it with just your normal background and it doesn't quite, uh, quite cut yeah, it. Things so, fade in and out. Yeah. It's you're, you're better off, you're better off having a, uh, uncluttered, uh, studio-like background, you know, bookshelves, things like that. I don't know whether if you've ever seen Shelly when she's in her house, she has, she doesn't have a green screen. We, we've thought about putting one up, but she has a great background. It's uncluttered. It's unobtrusive. It doesn't get in the way of the conversation, etc. So, um, uh, and then second camera, I'm going to let Shelly take the lead on this one because she has opinions on it. Oh, okay. Well, um, if you are trying to live stream things such as you are doing work with your hands, you're doing some sort of art project, uh, or uh, you you need to show something besides yourself, uh, and you want it to be in real time, and you don't want it to be a slide with a photo on it, you want it to be in real time, such as when Toby likes to show his uh, microscope work, and he shares um, what what he's showing you under the microscope. It's nice to have some sort of second camera set up for that. Um, it's also kind of fun if you just want to change angles. angles. Or if you have uh, more than one person in the studio and you want a close-up of one of the people or something, if you just want a different look, uh, that second camera can be a lot of fun. And StreamYard can handle having two cameras. Uh, and it's and it's not a difficult feat, is am I correct? No, you you are correct. It's uh, the only thing that they've made more difficult is the switching, mm -hmm. uh, because you actually have to physically select that camera. So it takes uh, it takes the technical director saying, okay, we're going to switch over to the other camera. They are planning a feature that enables you to use basically the equivalent of push buttons mm -hmm. uh, to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, again, we're going to strongly recommend. A USB camera, you can actually have as many cameras as you do. I think up to eight. Uh, your your only limitation is the number of USB input in, input ports you have on your computer. So, um, but these are the things that we recommend to get as you as you grow uh, the usage of your studio. What to get to help you make it uh, easier and better looking. Oops, got to do it over here, Sally. All right. Uh for those of you who are interested in getting more information about the specific products that we've shown you today and the specific products that we personally use, we suggest you go to our Amazon shop, take a look at what's in there. Uh, it's going to help take you directly to that one item that uh, you may be interested in looking at. Uh, you can find pretty much everything we've talked about today in the home studio kit. Uh, just open that up, look through that, see what you're uh, what you're what you're excited about, and um, there's no additional charge if you buy it through our shop. Uh, it's the same price as you would pay if you just went directly to Amazon, but it does help you to locate the item. We will get a small commission, a few pennies on any purchase, and so we appreciate you do go through our store to purchase anything you were going to buy anyway, um, but uh, it isn't necessary to do that. And there's the link. Uh, and uh, yeah, I put the link in the chat room as well as the screen in front of us. I'll say it out loud for the podcast. It's amazon.com slash shop slash a gypsy's kiss. That's what I was going to do. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 I've learned from you, madam. I've learned from you. Okay. Um, that is how you set up a live streaming studio in your home. You can put out live stream video podcast, blogs, you can do it all one hour a week. And uh, that's what we do. And uh, the other thing too, is the, the big reason to set up this space that we're, we like calling our studio is that it makes you feel when you're doing it, like you're doing this in the most professional way possible. Uh, and that you're not doing that selfie mode of live streaming, which just drives me crazy. Um, I usually just don't watch anymore after a while. Uh, but it makes you feel like you're doing something good, something professional, and it makes your audience 
see you as a professional who not only is good at whatever topical area they're in. It gives you that additional credibility. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what you're trying to do. So all the Bryans, we want to say hi to all the Bryans. <laughs> Brian, Bunch of Bryans. G and Brian, you. Yeah. Hi, guys. Nice to see you again. So uh, that is all I got for today. Any closing thoughts? I hope that you uh, got a lot out of today's topic. And if you have any additional questions, please do contact us at support at agkmedia.studio. That's our email address. Um, and or give us a call, leave a voicemail or text at 505-750-2744. I think that's all I got. Shelly, thank you. As usual, very informative. It was a great uh, doing this particular show. Now, next week, we're going to have episode four in this series of 11. And for the life of me, I can't remember what episode four we've outlined them all. <laughs> and we talked about them in episode one. So, uh, but next week, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to do episode four. And basically, what we're building for you is a uh, path to follow. A, 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 what do they call it? A list. A, a checklist? Check, not checklist. A, a YouTube. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking you about. You do know what I'm talking about when you get to say this belongs in the playlist. Oh, a playlist. So we're building a playlist of 11 episodes that are going to cover <laughs> all this information for you. So take advantage of that. All right. Thanks for joining us today. We will see you again next week. Remember, we have a new time Wednesdays at 1 p.m.